Welcome to the Tooth or Dare podcast with Irene and Katrina. The only dental podcast to bring you a Canadian RDH and an American RDH. These ladies bring you mic-dropping interviews with your favorite social media peeps and epic people doing amazing things in dentistry. Now let's put our overgloves together for Tooth Life Irene and Katrina the Wine Genist. Welcome back, peeps, to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast with your favorite peeps, Irene and Katrina. Hello, Gurfian. How are you today? Hi. What was that accent? That was so beautiful. That was my Romanian accent. I love that. I love that Romanian accent journey for you. Should I do that for the whole intro? Could you? That would be a... Could you? That would would bring me so much joy. I mean, I don't know. I can try my very best, (laughs) but sometimes it might lose because I have to say words that don't really exist in Romanian. Do you know what that sounds like to me? Have you seen my Big Fat Greek Wedding where she's like, you don't eat meat? That's okay. What do you mean? You don't, it's lamb. okay. We have lamb. <laughs> I make lamb. <laughs> That's what it's like. What's going on in your world? You look like you're in a closet. I, I feel like I'm in a closet. Um, not that I need to come out of the closet. Oh. No, but um, no, I'm I'm here in Anaheim, California. Anaheim, Anaheim, California. Um, I'm delivering a. I, fe- I feel like I'm getting deja vu. Were you not in Anaheim, California, at another time mm-hmm. we were recording an episode? Yep, like uh, you were like three a, months uh, ago. You were saying something about like throwing a rock at at Disney World, and and I told you not to do that because you get arrested. Yes, so I'm equally as close. In fact, I think like. Disneyland is on the other side of this property. Um, And yes, so I'm here in Anaheim. I'm delivering a three-day board prep program, which I'm super stoked about um, because anything I can do to fuel the minds of tomorrow with amazing knowledge fills my heart with joy. So yes, I'm Hmm. here. I'm working with one of my favorite clients doing that. I want to talk about this for uno momento. Okay. COVID cases in the United States. Mm -hmm. That, they haven't gone down, right? I feel like no. So then how are you guys able to travel between states? Like we're not allowed to travel between provinces for non-essential reasons. Well, I w- So like we have a, we're in another lockdown right now. We it just happened no, on Thursday. So nobody I, and, and I remember you saying We're not that. even allowed to drive <clears throat> to another part of our city. Like we're not even allowed to get into our cars. What is and what go would happen to, like, though? Like, okay, let's say you get in your car. You'd get a fine. You'd get pulled over and you'd get a fine. Okay. This is what I love about Canadians. You guys are such rule followers. And in America, <laughs> remember, we were like, separation of church and state, like, we don't need to do that. And so we oh are God. not. Let's storm the Capitol. Like, yeah, that's, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what we're doing. So as she says, as she's pouring a glass of wine in her office. So, you know, no, we don't follow a lot of rules in Arizona and California, which is um, where I traveled from and to. Which is the highest amount of cases. Correct. So, um, but I will say, like, we are practicing social distancing. We are wearing masks. We are, um, you know, doing the whole thing. I know I... Oh, yeah. No, no, That's not the question. I I see that you guys are maintaining your distance and peeps are sitting at their own desks. Mm -hmm. But I'm just, just mind blown that I rented a cottage for February to get away, to get out of the city. And it's just a cottage like and I, and I had to cancel it because we weren't we aren't allowed to travel to another city and isolate in a different place wow but someone in the united states yep 
Could be like, I'm going to go to a California board prep. Totes. Let's jump on this flight. That's right. For like $35. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's, it's more than that. But yes. I'm just kidding. Because what's happening is Thanks. it's not even supply demand anymore. These airlines are like, oh, no, we got to hike up these fees to like keep ourselves afloat. Compensate. So yeah. But you know, you're totally right. And, and you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, we're in this situation right now where it's like... <sighs> I get, I totally get what you're saying about not being able to go from one area to another, but I do, I don't go anywhere. I, right. I mean, really like I, I'm at home right now. Um, and when I get on an airplane and, and I'm around, you know, these individuals and they're socially distanced, it's more regimented than when I go mm-hmm. to the grocery store. Right. And or Walmart. Or right. Wherever. I don't go to Walmart. Um, but right. yes. Um, but you know, I do. I really like their George white shirts. Walmart? The long sleeve. Yeah. Walmart has this like clothing brand called George. Have you not worn their shirts before? No, I feel like no. So they've got these white, like plain white shirts, but they are like super thin and they fit really well underneath scrub tops. Like when it's cold, mind you, you're in Arizona. I was going to say, what is that like? Because I'm always sweating under my scrubs. Right. Would it no, would it absorb yeah, so. my sweat while I'm like treating know. a patient? Would it be a, a sweat absorber? I don't know. Anyways, it's, it's, it's a touchy subject, but I'm just I'm really upset because the I had to cancel my my plans to actually have a weekend somewhere other than in my office or at home, and I can't like I can't even drive out of the city. I know, and um, Irene, this is what bothers me is that like the our listeners don't know this, but. You and I have like a potential plan to cr- fingers crossed, hopefully see each other in the month of March, and I really want to see you, and I feel like maybe that's going to be a challenge. But I don't even know, and I'm not even I I'm hopeful, but I I'm hopeful too. I, don't know. I was talking. Where are we seeing each other in March? Are we supposed to say this out loud? You're supposed to come going? to fucking Napa for my birthday. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> Shit. Okay, so I guess you've already written off the fact that you're not going to see me for my birthday. No, no. I'm just, I, nice, don't, I thought it was a work-related nice thing. And I was like, wait, are. wait, what, what are we doing? No, I, I am, I'm totally on board. I'm in mm-hmm. for March. I, I, mm-hmm. they say that I just don't know if I'll be able to fly to the United States. <sighs> Especially without a COVID test. I don't know if I'll be able to fly or a COVID uh, vaccine, which they haven't released yet. That's so crazy because in the United States, they've already moved on to like the next layers of people getting the COVID vaccine. Right. Yeah. We know that Canada's always a little bit behind. Like I was, Canada was like further away from getting like a year out from getting a Serona laser. Like being sold in the United States forever. And then I finally got one. Like all of these little things that, uh, that it just takes a little while longer. We got a pretty strict... Our nomad, my X-ray system. I know nomad you were like the sold in the you were the for, rock for star that brought years, it to Canada, and then and then I got it thirteen years later. Like it's we're just a little we've got a little a little more to have to fight for. But anywho, um, our episode today we've got an awesome es- episode sponsored by our peeps at Densply Serona. Totally, and that's that's I'm super excited to talk about Densply Serona because I want to tell you, Irene. Dense by Serona really has done an amazing job of building out a lot of content for dental professionals who want to take the pieces that they have available to them for patient care 
and be able to drive those pieces forward throughout this current pandemic. We have an opportunity right now to look at how we're gonna revitalize our patient care. And you'd mentioned your sural laser, but one of the things that we can do is really look at how we can use all of the accoutrements within the dental practice to help support our patients. Accoutrements. Accoutrements. One of the ways, do you love that word? I love it too. How how can I do that, Katrina? (laughs) So, well. Get to the point. What do you want? How can I do this? I want to do this. I would like all of the accoutrements. Um, Where do I get the items to create the accoutrements? Buckle up, you Canadian, because this is where you're going to go. You can't go very far, but you can log on and watch I need a snack for this. Hold on. Tell tell me what I need to do. Get a snack out. I found found some mini eggs, some Cadbury's mini eggs. I love Cadbury eggs. Ugh, I do. Obsessed. I found them somewhere, so I'm gonna I'm gonna eat one okay. while while I wait for this like accoutrements detail. Okay, here's the accoutrements deets. Dense by Serona has. I can literally hear you like opening up your Cadbury egg and crunching on it. By the way, okay. So, <laughs> Dense by Serona has this amazing program called Refocusing Periodontal Treatment as Essential Care. By the way, mm-hmm. I love the term essential care. You guys, as hygienists, are we essential workers? One hundred ten percent, right? Like the, roll down the windows and yell the word. That's what I'm yes. saying. I I kind of want to, but I'm in a hotel room right now, so I don't want to. Okay, like, hold on. Get so out. I just went to their website. Okay, and it's a two part series. Yes, part. Oh, I love me a two part series. I, who doesn't part love one, a two part series? No, part one is called the Ultimate Plan, and it's January nineteenth from eight to nine p.m. Eastern. So that's live, but it's yes. also recorded. I'm a fan. Yes, and the description of that. There are like four learning objectives, but I'll Coles notes it okay. for you. So describe the role of evidence-based oral systemic connection in moving, educating, motivating, and caring for our patients. Yes. Checkmark. Redefine overall objectives of periodontal therapy for 2021 and beyond. Which is Explain important because factors. I think yeah. we I think we have to look at that. Like, what does periotherapy look like? Oh, it talks now? about intraoral HVEs. Yes, Who which is a that? huge hot topic. Okay, sign me I'm up. Obsessed. And then part two is on the 26th. Okay. So you've got like a week um, to then view it and then sign up for the part two. I'll link that all below. Okay, that's um, going to be so good. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you but for sharing that. Did that just like pop into your email? It popped into my, it slid into my emails is what it did. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing about Dense by Serona is that I think right now what they're trying to do is really support hygienists in having the tools they need to be successful and using evidence-based dentistry to do that. Um, I will say right now at the, the program that I'm doing, my board prep program, they are still concerned about aerosols. They want to understand yeah. the evidence behind it. How, how many hygienists out there do though? Do you know what I mean? Like we want right. to understand the evidence behind this. We want to know like uh, how can I add a layered approach to protecting myself But also, I know that I'm a frontline worker. I know that I'm providing essential care. I know that the work that I'm doing Mm -hmm. is impactful because it's creating a situation where my patients are safer. I'm sorry. But if these people, um, the the individuals who do these people, I don't mean to say people, people. but I'm sorry. Like, if you can go and get a bikini wax, if you can go and get your eyelashes done, then we need to take a look at the fact that dentistry, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, Dentistry is a, an impactful piece 
to rendering our patients more healthy. We are directly plugged into the immune system. We understand the oral systemic link. And I think as we continue moving forward, this is our opportunity to rebrand what dentistry is doing. And I think this is our chance to let our patients know that the work that we do is helping support them in wellness. I'm not a tooth polisher. I'm a preventive specialist. And that's what I do. You are so, you are so, what's the word? Passionate. Do you see my weird no, bun? It's not like, even, it's not even passionate right now. You were like, <laughs> you were like preaching to the choir, uh, the sermon that we all know and love. That's what well, this is right you. now. But it's, it's like, I can't, I can't even with you. Well, you were like the cutest. Thank you for little, saying that with my, nugget. I have like Macy Gray voice again. And so thank you for saying that. I think, I, I think like you just have to say that you like your voice is just like Macy Gray. Like, because like you have it more than not. I know, but I'm trying not right. to. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if you can change your voice. Unless I'm tr- no, I'm change. trying not to have like start speaking with a Romanian accent. Maybe that'll work. Well, I was gonna try my Midwest accent, but I don't, I don't know how. Oh, don't you know? Okie dokie, or the Toki. Irene, Irene. Midwest accent is more is more like like phrases, not so much like full sentences. Well, it's kind of like your Canadian accent, honestly. That's how I speak all the time. I know. That's just like my being. I know, and I okay. love that journey for you. Well, so what I love we have, is we have an episode. We have an episode. We have an episode. Let's do it. So, what is? Who is the episode? Would you? Would you like a song? Oh, you know I want a song. Just do it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Play my song. All right. All right. Here we go. Maybe I'll sing it. Maybe I won't. We'll see. Fire was a bull from Do you know the song? Who doesn't know this? This is a great song. Did we interview a frog that I don't know about? Did we interview a guy named Jeremiah I don't know about? Woo! Joy to the world. Oh, the losing Irene. Joy to the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we interview a fish? Joy to you and me. I love that. Joy. So, Do you know who it is? Dr. Joy. Did we interview Dr. Joy? We did interview Dr. Joy, and she was a joy to the world to interview. I love her. I love yes. her. Irene. This is going to yeah. be a great so that episode. Is, that is who this inner. This is the. That is who this is. This is what I. Sentence out, Irene. Yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah, Doctor Joy. We interviewed Doctor Joy. She was amazing. She was so much fun, and damn, she's smart. Um, and she's so cool. She's. Smart. I feel like it's unfair to be smart and cool. Like you have to have. You have to you have to have a little more. I know. Of the smart, be like a little dorky more the like cool us. And less smart. I know. Yeah, she she's like equal parts cool and smart, which and, is super intimidating. And she's like and stunning. She's hot. I know. She's hot. I know. She's a hot mom. She's not stunning. She's, a she's milf. hot. I know. I'm like she, she, get it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't deal. So that was Katrina, people. That was not me. That was Katrina that used the M word. <laughs> Katrina Sanders of Arizona. That's me. address if you'd like me. to send com. her some hate mail. Sorry. Um, yeah. She, she is. She is hot. She's hot. Yeah. She's stunning. Yes. Good but for she's her. Hot. She better get it. All right. Well, here is the episode with our friend Dr. Joy, and uh, we will catch you on the flip side. On the flippity flip. Welcome back, peeps, to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast with your peeps, Irene, 
And Katrina, what is up, girlfriend? Hey, girl. Hey, how are you? That was a very sensual hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. I'm still, like, recovering. My voice is still, like, not cute. So I'm, like, still Your recovering a little bit. Your voice is the cutest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. You are the love of my life, and oh you are gosh. the sound of music in my ears. That is who you I are anyway. Mean. That's so kind of you to say. (laughs) I haven't even had very much wine either. So I'm saying it from the heart. This is true. Wow. That's amazing. I, that fills my little ginger heart with so much joy. Thank you. I know. And you always talk about your little ginger heart being filled with evil. I know. But today, today, my heart will be filled with joy. And you want to know why my heart is filled with joy? Why? Because of our amazing guest we have. Not because of anything I just said, but because of our amazing guest. (laughs) (laughs) Da-da-da-ch. Thanks so much for coming out. You're right. Shane John, can you add a little (laughs) da-da-ch to that, please? He won't do it. He's like, dumb ginger, I'm not doing that. He won't do it. Please, Shane John, that'd be amazing if you could do that. I'm filled with joy because I get to introduce a joy to... See what I did there? Did you like that? So I'm excited to introduce our uh, our guest this evening, the amazing Dr. Joy Boyd Holmes RDH. Um, Thank you, Dr. Joy. Welcome <laughs> to the podcast. Welcome to Two Third Dare. We're so excited to have you. I love two things about the podcast world. I love that okay. I get to meet new people. Uh-huh. That I have never met in real life, but like perhaps have seen. And mm-hmm. I love that I get to hear their stories of like where it started. And a lot okay. of the stuff that we talk about, like we talked earlier, like we don't really have a topic. We just really want to get you get to know you as a human okay. beside and aside from the crazy credentials and your accomplishments. <laughs> yes. Like we Which we know, will also talk about. Which we'll also talk about, of course. Thank you. Naturally. But I want to know <laughs> a little bit about you. So like Let's sure. let's start. Let's start pre hygiene, pre dentistry. Let's start like way back playbacks. I don't okay. know if you want to take us back to birth or if you want to we, start. We can like, do that. Let's do we, it. Let's just okay. Um, let's. So good. I was born and raised in Washington D.C. Um, a lot of people don't know that, and it's funny because here in Washington now there are not a lot of native Washingtonians. So born and raised. Um, Washington, D.C. Um, some would always say that was the inner city, um, but to me, it was it was home. Um, went to Catholic school all my life. All girls, in, all girls Catholic school. So uh, kindergarten through kindergarten through eighth grade, it was co-ed, and then I went to an all girls Catholic high school. And can you? The first two years of college was like a Catholic college that wasn't oh. on purpose. It wasn't on purpose though. Um, <laughs> But it's, you know, I, you know, growing up, I often, you know, look back to my childhood and um, I was very feisty, um, had a lot to say. I, I was really short, so I really didn't hit a growth spurt in high school. I made it to five, two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I always felt like I was a little one that everybody could, you know, take advantage of. And I had to let you know really quick. No, that that wasn't going to happen. But I always loved school. And I remember in the third grade, I got my first C and I called my mother and she thought like somebody was doing something to me because I had a complete meltdown. In grade three. Yes. So I was so overdramatic. It's so overdramatic. But um, again, you know, (laughs) 
Like I look back, I'm like, what were you tripping for? The right profession for that. That's right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But um, like I said, always loved school. Um, Did extremely well. Went to an all girls uh, high school. I grew up around a lot of boys. So on my street, it was me and, um, you know, she's my God. We call one another God sisters, uh, Antoinette. And it was just like all boys. So um, two girls and all boys. So um, I think I had to develop thick skin very early on. Um, I grew up kind of where people just said whatever they wanted to say about you that day. And you would either go home and cry or laugh and giggle it off. So my sense of humor is a little out there, as you can tell. Um, (laughs) We love it. We love it. We do. Um, um, growing up, I wanted to be a model, um, but five two. You know, now you can be short yeah. and be a model, but yeah. not not then. Um, and so when I realized my modeling dreams would not come true, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I wanted to be a CEO, like an accountant. So that's actually what I went to school for. You went um, to school for accounting. I went to wow. school for accounting. Yes, doors. yes, no I did. Yep. I had a love of science and I had a love of just math. So my first math class in college, um, they put me in calculus three is so overrated guys, please Mm -hmm. just take, if you're not going into math, take a basic math class. (laughs) It's just not worth taking anything more in my opinion, but um, went to school, went to Marymount University, originally thought I wanted to study accounting. And my accounting class was Monday and Friday mornings. Now, everyone knows in college that Thursday night, you yeah, go out, that's right? That's it. That's yeah. it. Ladies' so, day. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Thursday, so, Thursday. A, a Friday morning accounting class didn't work out too well. And um, <laughs> I had a nun for a teacher and I don't think she liked me and I didn't like her. And um, the security why, why guard. Why do you think she didn't like you? No. You know, I really, you know, just, you know, those felt, nuns. Yeah. You know, maybe she knew I was out partying all night. I don't know. <laughs> maybe she was out of her nunware. She, she, she was at the same bar on Thirsty Thursday. That's right. She's like, damn, Joy is here. She's she saw see Joy. Me, not in my nunnery. Right. Ran home, said a few She's rosaries. She's going to tell everyone that's at the it. nunnery. Yeah. That's at the called, nunnery. At the nunnery. <laughs> She'll exactly. tell everyone at the nunnery that I was out of nun uniform. Oh, but, um, it was it was funny. I remember, you know, because we would always be hanging out late. So we got to know the security guards at the front desk. And I remember talking to one of them and he said, what's your major? And I said, accounting. And he said, well, I'm an accountant. I'm like, whoo, I think I switched my major shortly thereafter. Um, but I got my start in dentistry when I was 16. I needed a summer job and I loved my dentist from the, she had been my dentist from the time I was eight years old. And she uh most dentists didn't look like me, but she actually, she was an African-American dentist and always just dressed to the T. So back in the nineties, it was like Ferragamo shoes and my hair is always done in my makeup. That's how she came to work. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to be like her. So she gave me my first start. I worked hmm. front desk and I got to learn a lot about the business um, mm-hmm. of dentistry. Uh, so when I decided I no longer wanted to be an accountant, I thought, oh, well, let me study biology. And I'm like, yeah, I can't make any money doing that. And I have um, expensive taste. So I was like, well, I'll just be a dentist. I love what I saw in the dental office. And she's like, you know, you should really go to hygiene school first because you don't want to, you know, spend eight years in school and realize you don't like being in the mouth. 
Mm-hmm. And so, you know, after taking Gugov's classes, actually my third year, I think I spent two years at Marymount, my third year, um, I got accepted into Howard University and that's where my dental hygiene career began. And for those, so I'm Canadian and okay. Katrina's Amer- American. For She's those American. of you that don't know where <laughs> Howard is, tell us where Howard is and what that school's like. Howard is the Mecca, the ultimate HBCU. So the mm-hmm. historically black college and universities, it is in Washington, D.C. So how many how many students were in your program uh in my class 10 or 10 or 11 it was very That's small a small class it was very very small I can name everyone um on hand and so enrolled in hygiene school I remember sitting in orientation for the very first day and they're like yeah young ladies if you have the acrylic nails on like guys I used to wear my nails like this long and like no red and yellow I have to find you a picture I'm going to snapshot it oh. into you oh both my gosh and Love so it. Always wore a ponytail, but I would have like my baby hair all the way down here. Like sleeked and curled. Yeah. I've always wanted curled. to have yeah. hair like yeah. that. I've always, yeah. J-Lo does yeah. it really well. And I've always, yes. I don't have it. Yeah. So the long, like the long, long nails. Can you believe? Yes. And then I would have like baby powder all the way up here. But anyway. <laughs> I love you so much. I love this. I love this. Oh my goodness. This is, this is like the behind the curtains. Yeah. Dr. Joy. This is yes. the behind the curtains and above the balcony, right? Katrina, is oh, that how yes. we say? Over the balcony. balcony. It's an over the balcony. Over, the curtains. over the balcony. Um, so I remember sitting in orientation and she's like, if you have nails, pop them off now. And if you've ever had acrylic nails, you know how hard Mm-mm. it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm just popping them off. Mm-mm. No way. And so in that very, very moment, you were popping them off? That very moment. <sighs> um, and then I remember them saying, is anybody pregnant? Is anybody pregnant? Because we don't like pregnant yeah. students. And I'm like, oh, God, I hope nobody in here is pregnant. And guess two weeks later, guess who's pregnant? Oh, no Surprise! way. Dr. Joy, get it, girl. Yes, at the tender. <laughs> she did two weeks after school started. She at did. Least it was probably way before that. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Um, so I had just turned 19. So I was a young mom. Young so mom. you were a young mom in dental hygiene school. How long yes. was your program? Two years. So literally years. I went through my entire my very first year. Um, full year of hygiene school, got married, had a baby. Um, and the really interesting story is that they really did not want a pregnant student in the program. So what happened? So you found out two weeks in that you're pregnant. Um, when did you tell your program directors? Um, I told the, the main instructor who would shortly then become the program director, maybe a week later. And she found out because I'm upset that I couldn't get my second hep B shot. So I'm freaking out, thinking I'm going to get kicked out of the program. And she's like, why can't you get your hep B shot? I'm like, because I'm pregnant. And yeah. what did she's she say like, to you? She's like, oh, my God, like, why? You know, but of course she couldn't. She really yeah, didn't yeah. say she really didn't say much. It was just, you know, I think it was more of you're not going to get any special treatment because you're pregnant. And mm-hmm. I didn't, nor did I expect it. Um, but I remember my son was born me. uh 28th and it's funny I had a baby shower in February they had put me on bed rest for several weeks thinking he was going to be a small baby like five pounds he was nine pounds um and I remember getting a call um over the summer you know they're like you can't come back to school and I'm like well why why not and they're saying because you don't have anatomy and physiology and I'm like well you guys said that I could take it while I was taking the hygiene courses she was like well we've reversed course on that And so I'm thinking, oh, my God, I said, so what if I at least 
have one one of the you know because it's a and p one and two yeah i said yeah. what if i at least took one over the summer and then i took the other the very first semester when we get back and she was like well i don't see how that's going to be possible so literally that day um their consortium schools found um one of the community colleges that was offering anatomy and physiology but they were only offering part two so i had to take part two first and then when oh. we got back in the fall I had classes five days a week, and then I had to do AMP one uh, Saturday and Sunday, nine to five mm. with a newborn baby. Oh, and a husband was in the military and he traveled quite a bit. So um, who supported you with your baby? How did that? Um, my mom, my mom was yeah. close. Um, but, you know, I tell you not, hey, I wanted it right. And you so at that happen. point, I felt like you were trying to take something from me. And I've always said, if you tell me I can't, that's like my kryptonite. I'm going to yeah. show you. Yeah. So I think my GPA went from like a 3.0 to a 3.6 because it was like now I was super focused to give you this. When yeah. I walked across the stage, get it, girl. Um, <laughs> yes, she just she so, just she just, just raised her favorite she finger. Just, she just used her favorite finger at, the, at Howard I, at the time. I used the <laughs> finger that gives me the most tactile sensitivity. That's the longest. It's also the longest <laughs> finger. It has, yes, yes. It's a very it's a very useful yeah. versatile mm-hmm. finger. Okay, yeah. so that happened. And what what year did you graduate? I graduated in 1997. So I did. I was determined to do four yeah. years of undergrad. Um, and it's funny because when I graduated Howard, Howard University only gives you a certificate. And I had switched my major so many times my first two years at Marymount. Like I was just taking like 21 and 23 credit hours. So by the time I got to Howard and graduated with an with a certificate, I had 140 some odd credits oh, wow. when I graduated. Um, but, you know, I'm thankful for the experience. I was class president. And I remember when I graduated, I got to sit on stage, the only dental hygienist. And I had on a lovely pair of black open toed shoes with bright red polish. And <laughs> yeah, that was that. That was that moment. For did, you me. Get, did you get the acrylics oh. back on for grad? Absolutely not. <laughs> you just have to peel them back off again. It's like, you don't want to do that. Absolutely okay, not. Okay, so 97 was an amazing year. It and, was an amazing year. And then year. what? How did we get from 1997 Ooh. to Dr. Joy? Okay, so the very next year, um, immediately after I graduated, I enrolled at the University of Maryland School of Dentistry in Baltimore, for their degree completion program. So for about the first year I attempt and then I went to classes Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I graduated again in 1998. And so um, that was when I actually started taking full-time, well, not full-time employment, a permanent position. So I worked downtown DC for about the first 10 years of my career. And oh my God, it was such an amazing experience because you see senators and lawyers and the third yeah. biggest person in the world and the director of the CIA. I mean, it was just no way we were, we were actually talking about this on our last podcast. I don't know if Katrina told you, but uh-huh. I had a question about, we were talking like briefly about the election and about uh-huh. Bernie Sanders can't, he's got like a significant can't. No, you know, that's Joe Biden that you were oh, sorry, talking Joe about. Biden. Sorry. Joe Biden has this like, sorry, my, my uh-huh. bad. I'm Canadian. It's Remember okay. that. She doesn't even know. She's like an old white dude. It had a weird can't. Yeah, guy, I don't know the who guy, it is. The, the president. What? Um, so I wonder, does this, does the president or president elect or anyone from the white house have a specific dentist? Is there a presidential <clears throat> dentist? 
So they all have a team of doctors and dentists. Um, I know that one of the dentists that I work for got to see the vice president. <sighs> Someone got to see the vice president in the Clinton administration. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay. Yep. And so it was just, I felt the, the person that I um, work for, one of the people that I work for, because I work for two separate offices, he happened to be a prostodontist and a periodontist. And so you know how you study for the boards and you're like, I'll never like see this term again. So I don't mm -hmm. have to know what it means. And, you know, again, I'm 21 at this point. So I'm still like a baby. And I looked all of 12. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting in the interview and he's asking me, like, nobody teaches you how to interview. Not back then. You just there was no such thing as a dental hygiene resume. You just called and said, I want a job. They didn't ask you for resumes. And during the interview, he said, I need for you to explain to me biological whiff. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Ooh. And I, and I looked Ooh. and you know how you, you get Are we impinging or are we not impinging on that biological width? So I giggled and I said, I'm sorry, but that was certainly a term I never thought that I would hear, hear about again, but I was able to explain it to him, but I was just shocked. So that just lets you know, kind of what I walked into and it was my experience there. Like if I missed something, he told me, you know, you missed this. I wasn't, you know, able to use ultrasonics back then. Um, just imagine getting blood on somebody's $3,000 shirt. Like, you know, that is the environment that you, you work in, but you know, he, he was a type A personality and he believed in excellence and he saw something in me. And at the time, I didn't realize that, you know, this was like the cream of the crop in the city until I went to apply for another job and they saw his name on my resume. And they're like, you work for him? And I said, yes. Are you sure you work for him? I said, yes. And they said, please don't compare our dentistry to his. Wow. So that is when I knew I'm like, wow, like this man saw something in me. And, you know, like I said, I stayed downtown for for 10 years. Um, graduated with my Bachelor of Science. Um, then I went right back to school. I wanted to get a master's in uh, distance education. So that was very, very new. Um, I had taken some distance education courses, but mine was like over the telephone. Hmm. So I feel like I'm hmm. aging myself, like I'm oh, 60 no. <laughs> and I'm not, but it's no. just, it's come so far, you know, it's so many more options. Um, I had another baby three years after my first. So my uh, first son was born in 96. Then I had my baby girl in 99. I find and this then... so fascinating. <laughs> that, no, please give me Go a ahead. moment. Give me a moment to tell you how fascinating I find this because I feel like I am such a one track mind. Uh -huh. and, and you've been able to dabble in education throughout your entire career Mm -hmm. and have babies mm -hmm. and be a mom and yeah. enjoy life. Yep. How are you going to ask her how, how she does it? Cause I want to know, I want to know. How do you allow yourself to deviate? I love from the, I love the word allow in that. How do you allow? How do you Thank allow you. yourself to deviate from what you perceive to be the path? Because Mm. go like Such most people question. see it in, in a one direction. It's like, right? I'm going to yeah. focus on my career right now. And I'm going to do mm -hmm. all of the things to get myself to where I believe I should be in my career. And by the way, you've rocked that yeah, with your education, you. all the things oh, you've done. Like, she hasn't even gotten to the, to well, yeah, we're to, not even, we're not even at the part where she's part. a doctor yet. She's now just <laughs> entering into her master's with a three, with, yeah. with another baby. It's like, yeah. this just happened. How um, did you allow yourself to deviate from that plan mm -hmm. and then get back to it? So 
I've always loved hygiene, but I guess I always felt like there was a higher purpose for me. And I think that so often society defines what a mom should be and what a, a professional should be. And why can't I have both? Um, we, we talk about balance quite a bit, but that was the beautiful thing about hygiene is that it allowed me to be a mom on my own terms. And there were times, you know, when I was, when money was tight, because we were broke for a long time. But there were times when I had to be to work by nine and I had to be, you know, couldn't leave till five and all of those things and had to do the whole daycare thing. But, you know, I had a, my, my mom was a really strong support system, my parents rather, they were a really strong support system for me. So I figured like, why can't I do it? You won't know what you can't do until you try it, right? Um, and so I think right around 2000, 2001, I got pregnant again. <laughs> so, um, you know, the, the third time I got pregnant, you know, I've been, I'll be married 25 years in December. So right around wow. that time, we weren't doing so well. And then I find out I was pregnant and I just remember saying like, uh, oh my God. And my best friend had passed away. Um, oh. She passed away September 6th and my baby boy was born November 13th. So that was hard. That was just like, imagine talking to someone every day. And I'm picking my uh, oldest son up from school and I get a call and they're like, hey, you know, do you know, her name was Vanetta. And do you know Vanetta? Yes. Um, you know, when was the last time you talked to her? You know, he said, this is the building manager. I'm like, okay. You know, I talked to her yesterday. Have you talked to her today? I said, no. He was like, oh, well, she's dead. She had a blood clot in her lung, but literally I'm standing no. in the office picking my son up. And I just remember... <sighs> So you figure like me calling her every night, I'm not doing well in my marriage. And then for that to be taken away, it just gave me, you know, I'm like, now I'm pregnant. It just gave me a different perspective on life. What, what helped you pick yourself back up and continue? Because I think that is the true piece that, that I think you have mastered so beautifully. So what, what was that for you? Um, well, I was pregnant. So I understood that, you know, there was still a life inside of me, but what it taught me in that moment is that I was so focused on what was going on in my life that I didn't stop to ask her how she was doing. Mm -hmm. And clearly she was sick and she had passed out like a couple days before, but she had never said anything to me because, you know, I was having my pity party. And so I guess I picked myself up because, you know, I say you may have it bad and you may have heard me say this before you have it bad, but somebody always has it mm -hmm. worse. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I get that from. I'm like, you know, maybe if I had paid a little bit more attention to her and asked her how her day was instead of calling her and immediately starting with the pity party, maybe I would have encouraged her to, you know, go get herself checked out. And guys, her two-year-old son was there oh, no. when, she, when she passed away. Oh, and it was weird because a few, um, like, although my husband and I were going through it, like he would just randomly go to her house and pick up the little boy. His name is Khalil. Right. And it, it was funny. Do you still have a relationship with Khalil? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. That's good. Um, a few weeks before she died, she's like, if something happens to me, I want you and Kevin to raise Khalil. So it was like, she's gone, but oh my God, I'm having a baby. And, and now I have another baby. And it was just amazing because, you know, I remember calling my mom 
my mom, you know, took my mom, went to my mom's house, dropped my son off. And we went there and to just see her lying on the floor. It was just, and because nobody knew what happened, they had to treat it like a crime scene. But even in that moment, I'm like, where's the baby? And they're like, you know, he's with Child Protective Services. And I'm like, no, no, you no cannot spend the yeah, time. Get him. So my mind at that point is it's not about me and it's not about my sorrow. It's about getting that that baby back. And so we were able to um, get how that all situated. How, how old was Khalil too? Um, Khalil was getting ready to turn two the very next month. Um, so like 20, 23 months old. And the weird part about it is that when you asked him what happened to mommy, he could tell you so. Needless to say, never ask that question again. So he can remember um, still to this day. Yeah, that was at that age. And um, her mother is from St. Lucia, very stoic woman, never showed any emotion. And what I can remember is her mom saying, I can't do any of this. I had to imagine at 26, I had to pick songs. I had to pick um, Bible verses. I had to put a program together. It was but it wasn't about me and I had to pretty much give a eulogy. And you were pregnant and you now just inherited a new little baby. Well, let's, mm. let's sidetrack with that. So I remember going to her mother's house and I remember her mother sitting to the right of me on the floor and we're just talking about it. And she's like, he has to stay with me. He has to be with me. And although those weren't her wishes, she was right because he needed to be with her family. Never said mm-hmm. anything, never fought it. And that is exactly where he he needed to be. Um, her parents are now mom and dad to him. Um, but yeah, then I then I had to have a baby. So it was just, you know, you had I had to move on for so for for the baby inside of me, for the little boy who had just lost his mom. And so it just seemed like all of the problems in my life seemed so small because I still had life. Mm. I still had life no matter what. So I had to, to figure it out. So we have baby number three. Um, And at that time, my mom had retired, thankfully. So I didn't have to Mm -hmm. worry about daycare. And shortly thereafter, my husband got an amazing promotion. And I remember coming home one day, you know, because it's like, you go to work downtown DC, it should be a 25 minute drive with traffic. It's like an hour and a half, hour and a half, two hour and a half front. And I came home one day and I remember standing in front of the bed and I bust out crying. He's like, what's wrong? I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to be a mom. He said, quit. And so I did. Um, so I was a stay home mom for a little while, but how long? I, how long? I would say about five or six years off, you know, off and on, but I didn't sit still. Yeah. I would, uh, temp. And I remember, uh, you know, one day he came home and he said, I think I had picked a job for like two days a week up the street at a dental office. He's like, I want you to quit your job. I want you to go to real estate school. I'm like, okay. No so way. So I went to school. I did. Wait, I went to so school. you have a license in real estate too? <laughs> Fuck off. Stop. I'm done. She's, no. she's like literally doing everything. No. She's like, also, I have an Emmy. <laughs> well, she's like filing no. her nails. Like, yeah, whatever. No. <laughs> How? Oh, so. I'm the shell of a human. I am useless so. world in comparison to you. Oh, I got a... And so what happened, we like, you know, money, money was good. And, you know, we moved into a house and had like really never put furniture or anything. So we started to get things done to the house. And my husband has the gift of gap. He knows people and they're like, you should become a general contractor. 
And that's when he was like, well, I'm tired of sending business, you know, elsewhere, go get your real estate license. So I went and took a six week course and became a licensed real estate agent in Maryland, DC in Virginia. And that was really great. Uh, because I could still be. Because why not? I mean, yeah. literally, so why not? Like, oh, it's Tuesday, guys. Okay. It's Tuesday. Like, let's pour a glass of wine. Let's get, let's get our real estate license. So that my husband yes. doesn't have to like ship off all of his business. Somebody else. I will do it. Don't worry. I've got, you got this. It, babe. kids, all three of them. No I'll problem. Do that. Snacks are ready. Right. You House got it. for sale. <laughs> yeah. Cookies are baking By the way, in the I oven. Fabulous. It smells like cinnamon and my skin is glowing. Oh, Shut I up. Can't. Stop. So, and here's Irene and I, like, do we have pit stains? Here's yeah. your wine. Mur. It's not like <laughs> urine. <laughs> that's that's funny. Um, but no, that's that's what I did. And because he was a general contractor, I did a lot of like investment type sales. Um, so you know, just investors, you know, that was before like uh the mortgage people got in trouble. So you could get a mortgage. I remember working with someone and we literally got him approved for the mortgage and went to closing like within 24 hours. So you know it was just easy back then. Yeah you um, get approved and you get if you got a phone, mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. got a credit card, if you got a cell phone, yeah. if you got a dog, you're approved. Mm-hmm. Basically how yeah. it was. Yep. 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 So I worked with um a lot of investors and it was also during that time that uh, my oldest son really got into sports. And so that's kind of when I started with the whole team mom thing. So for that's a full-time job in itself because um, it's like I went from being team mom to like team administrator for the, the football program and then eventually executive secretary for the Boys and Girls Club, all volunteer. Um, still in and out of my master's classes, I decided I really didn't want to do, um, you know, having babies, I would start and stop, start and stop, start and stop. And then shortly after I had my son, I'm like, all righty, it's time to get serious. Let's finish up this master's. I had went from wanting to do distance education and then I wanted to do healthcare management. And um, it was at the University of Maryland. They're like, hey, um, we're dropping you from the program. It's taking you too long. And I'm oh, like, no. How long did it? I thought, I thought master's programs give you five years. It was about five years that I BSed because I would start and stop, start and stop, you know, because right. I had so many other things going on. And then, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll appeal. They'll let me back in. They're like, nope, bye bye. See you. So, you know, me in true fashion. Oh, for real. All righty. <laughs> Here we go. Show that's, the finger. Show the finger, girl. Show us the finger. Which one was it? <laughs> it was both of them this time. Um, but it was totally my fault. Right. So I um, said, all righty. Not only do I want my master's, I want my doctorate now. Oh. I, wanted to, I wanted the quickest way possible. So I started Googling programs and that's when I ran across Nova Southeastern University and it was an accelerated master's to doctorate program. So I enrolled myself back in school. Um, what did that, what did that I, run you? Wait, like, let's not fast forward this part. Yeah, this we need, part we need to slow down. Important. Yeah, this is really important. So how, Irene, you go first. What, I have a question. Are you gonna raise your hand? You gotta raise your hand. I will after you, you go. Raise your hand. Okay. Um, Oh, it's got to be a good question because Katrina has her hands up. Um, yeah. Okay, so to be able to, in, what are the prerequisites required to enroll in the master's to PhD program? Final um, answer. I pull, filled out an application online and I got accepted. No, I but what are your because, because she's fabulous. If, if the random she literally person, was like, I threw some glitter like, at somebody in admissions and they were like, was that joy? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You, you have, no, to have like, a, if, if you a have random to, person listening to this right now would like mm-hmm. to enroll in that program, what do you, what do you have to have? A minimum, a bachelor's degree. 
that's that's really what it was. Um, and I went for a um, the program I enrolled in was health sciences. So clearly I had a health science background. Um, and that's just really, really what it was. I think sometimes some schools make you jump through hoops for absolutely no reason at all. And I will say Nova Southeastern has always just, it was just such a seamless and easy process. So seamless and so easy. They're a little bit more on the expensive side, but when I tell you, they take care of you. Um, so I highly recommend it to, to anybody. Um, and since I've enrolled, they've actually added different specialties under these degrees. Um, so now you can actually have a doctorate and specialize in human trafficking. Like who, oh, who would have ever, right. That's so, amazing. That's absolutely, amazing. absolutely amazing. So I enrolled in other Southeastern University. Okay, hold on, but, but hold on. No, no, now it's my turn. Now it's my turn. Okay. Now it's Katrina's turn. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So when you decided to enroll in this, at what point is your husband like, okay, babe, like, yes, no, like, I, I mean, there's so many people that are listening to this that are thinking, I mean, it, it, this all sounds amazing. It really does. But there, there are, there's time, there are finances, you have a family, you have a husband who's traveling, he's in the military. I mean, you, you've got it, you've got a stacked situation here. And, and how, what was your husband's response to all of this? My husband is probably one of the most supportive human beings. I think he he knows that I've always been very driven and determined and extremely headstrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says that I'm a career student. He knows that I love yeah. education. And so he's like, go for it. Like he's so, he's like, we'll figure it out. We always do. Um, mm-hmm. lots of student loans. So um, I probably could have been a little bit more resourceful in finding outside sources, but with everything else I had going on, I simply didn't have time. So lots of student loans, um, but on my vision board, they're going to somehow be forgiven. I, believe in that. <laughs> so I like that. I'm going to put that on my vision board too. I want yeah. my grad school loans to be forgiven. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Um, but he's just, he's been so supportive and, you know, my mom is just like, you know, Hey, you're doing too much. Um, you need to slow down, but it's just like, why? <laughs> yeah. and, um, and, I, and I love that. I love that because what you've done, and I, I'm so excited to learn about the doctorate piece, but what you've done is you've stepped into your power at a certain point, right? Yeah. You've stepped mm-hmm. into a situation where, and I think this is the piece that we need to like really reflect on. Mm-hmm. You have experienced pain and heartache and you've experienced challenge and you've experienced being it, it you know in uh, no other certain terms a, a teen mom and you have continued to flourish in your career and you've supported a family while your husband has you know been traveling and doing all these things I mean but you've stepped into your power and and don't you feel that you get to a certain point where you're like I I can kind of, I can do whatever I want. Like I can do anything. I can do what I want and the universe or your higher power, like whatever that is without getting Mm -hmm. too hippy dippy, but you get to the certain place where you're like, it just falls into place. It just clicks. It it absolutely does. And, you know, I'll be here to say like, I started and stopped the, the master's piece. I probably finished that piece within a year. I was literally taking three grad classes at a time. And then I think at one point I just got burnt out. So I'm never going to sit here and say that I was all smiles and, you know, sure, butterflies sure. and unicorn. Um, I struggled. Um, 
I, it's where I struggle, but, you know, I always had to say to myself, what are we doing here? Figure it out. Let's, let's get it together. Um, but as we know, we hit a recession and it was, you know, at one point with the, the general contracting company, we were doing really well and started new construction. And then when the, the market went, nobody wanted to pay. So, so mama like had to- 2007, 2008? It was crash? like 2008, 2009 no. for us. Yep. Um, so mama had to go back to work. You know, when somebody says, hey, yeah, I know I owe you $60,000, but I'm not paying it. We, like, what are, mm -hmm. what are we going to do? Mm -hmm. So at that point I had to go back to work, but my son was old enough. Um, they were all in, in school at that point where I was still able to work a job. I think this is when I started working at the nursing home. So once again, flexible schedule, but hygiene has always taken care of me. That was the one thing that I could always fall back on. And the one thing that I was always really good at. And it's amazing that throughout my ventures with real estate and all the other things being team mom, they're like, you know, you should go back. You should really do hygiene because every time you talk about it, you're so passionate about it. Mm. I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, I never really paid it that much attention. Um, so now we start to get into the doctorate portion. Um, and I had a really, really bad health scare. Um, I had a blood clot um, in my heart. And so, oh, I forgot had another baby <laughs> so <laughs> let's back that up I hope your kids aren't listening oh I forgot there was like another one in there no, somewhere no, no. <laughs> so um you know working in the nursing homes you know I had started teaching Zumba I want to okay. know about your PhD mm -hmm. and how that has affected your career as a dental hygienist so for okay. those that are out there might be thinking should I get a master's? Should I get a PhD? What is that mm -hmm. even going to do for me? What, what doors or windows does that open up for me as a hygienist? Um, so when I finally graduated, um, I'm like, what the hell, what am I going to do? I have a doctorate. Um, I'm teaching at this point full time and there's Katrina. What was, you, what was your thesis by the way? Sorry. What was your thesis by the way? Um, human needs theory. Um, so those are like the unmet needs and what just the, what were you trying to prove or disprove um, that dental hygienist? Um, it's just so many different things that I was really trying to prove for that. Um, more of my thesis was my faculty calibration, but more towards my my doctorate is that human human needs theory and how dental hygienists have uh, different theories specific to them. Like this was the one, you know, how, how you have Maslow's hierarchy of um, mm -hmm. all of that. Hierarchy but, needs. Right. Mm -hmm. Human needs theory was very specific to dental hygiene and it allows you to treat the entire person and how that is very beneficial. And that is kind of what sets us apart from being um, an actual profession and not just a discipline. Like we're just not underneath the dentist. We stand on our own. And the reason why we stand on our own is because we have these theories that define how we're supposed to provide patient care in a nutshell is what I wrote about. Hmm. So um, graduated with my doctorate, didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. I heard Jasmine Haley. Um, Jasmine was really like really doing a lot in dentistry at the time. And she's like, hey, let's have 15 minute discovery call. I'm like, okay. Um, so we have this discovery call and she's like, what's the problem? And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I want to do this, 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 and this. And at that moment, she was like, you have your doctorate. I was like, yes. And I have all this stuff and I don't know what to do. And she's like, Joy, I'm standing up. She said, I think at that call, we decided to become business partners. Um, 
So with my doctorate degree, what has that done for me? I never realized how proud random strangers were for a dental hygienist with a doctorate degree. For a long time, I would not tell anybody that I had my doctorate, nor would I use the term Dr. Joy. And it wasn't until I went to a professional meeting. Um, her name was Jolene. I'll never forget. And she was like, you have your doctor degree. And she said, you better scratch your name out and you better put doctor here right now. And from now on, when anybody asks you who you are, you better say your name is Dr. Joy. That's that's how I started it. Um, and what I've noticed, like even being at um, like RDH under one roof, somebody came to me, one of my girlfriends, and she's like, hey, Joy, somebody needs somebody to do write something and do product testing. And they're looking for, for a doctor. And I told them you had your doctorate degree. And it, it's it's stuff like that. I think because you do have hygienists that have doctorate degrees, but having a doctorate degree with a full-time job and for kids, people are like, she clearly knows how to manage things and how to get things done. I wouldn't say it is so much my doctorate degree as it is the, the space and the people that I allow in that space. And um, the things that I will and will not allow in, into my life. I cannot underestimate the power of networking. So, you mm -hmm. know, so many people say, well, where were you five years ago? And I'm like, damn it, I was being a mom. That's where I was five years ago. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't meant for me to be Dr. Joy five years ago. Having a doctorate degree and having to do additional research, I think focuses you really to incorporate more evidence into your practice. Because with a doctorate degree, you are forced to read research article after research article and take advanced statistic courses. And so you learn to pick things um, apart, but I think that you develop a higher sense of critical thinking. And by no means am I saying if you have an associate's degree that you're not able to do that because there are wonderful people with associate's degrees that are killing the dental hygiene game, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Joy, Joy Rasky is one of them. Yes, I, yes, because. love her. So, love her. Um, I'm also one Ms. of them. Miss Irene, Irene so, you have your bachelor's degree, don't you? In political science. That's a bachelor's degree, babe. That's a bachelor's yeah, degree. but it's yeah. not in hygiene. <laughs> Dr. Joy started studying calculus and then she went to hygiene school. Calculus to calculus. Oh. I like that. Thank you for my next keynote. <laughs> I'm writing it down. Title, title of the episode. But the uh, calculus. You think I'm joking? Um, but <laughs> but I think you know I see more and more hygienists going for their doctorate degrees now, yes. and I think that it just I don't know I don't know how I want to say this, but I think we're garnering more respect. Yes, as a profession. Yes, and I think the more of us who do dental hygiene research and the more of us who have doctorate degrees. I think it's just a closer step to autonomy. Right. Yes. That, that, is, that is the ultimate goal. Um, you know, I will definitely say having a doctorate degree, um, I don't know, people just put more respect on your name. Not that I'm not going to demand respect um, regardless, because if I give respect, I expect it in return. But um, I don't know. I just never thought it was that big of a deal. I really didn't. It was just, you know, like I said, you choose to kick me out your program. I'm going to show you what I can do. That is mm -hmm. really um, kind of what, why I started it. But the weird part about it, guys, is that I want to go back to school. No I way. Wanna know. 
What are you I want now? You're gonna be a freaking paleontologist and fly there, into space. <laughs> she's gonna fly. She's into gonna space invent a degree above and the identify PhD at Doc. The yeah. alien dinosaur fossils That's on right. Mars. Like, what are we it's, doing? Now? What are we doing now? Where Where are we going? Where um, are we going with this? There is such a lack of leadership. Mm. And if I were to go back, it would definitely be for some form of leadership, like organizational leadership or collegiate level leadership. And I think, you know, within our professional associations, within the educational systems, hell, look at the election systems. There is such a lack of leadership and such a lack of professionality, not just in dental hygiene, just I, I think that and then I miss being in school. Um, when you're in school and when you're online with a doctorate program, you have to do a lot of researching and a lot of writing. So I feel like I'm not as sharp, you know, as I need to to be. Um, but yeah, I just, I love school. I, mm. It's weird, but I do. I, I love school. No, I, I really yeah, you're in amongst we're, friends. Like we all love school. We're in the yeah. triangle mm-hmm. here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. we're good. We're, we're good. in a safe space. Um, I'm starting I, school in January. Katrina's like a forever student. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, but I just, you know, I encourage my students, don't stop at an associate's, go for um, a master's. And I just think that it opens up so much more. Like I am excited for what's in store for me with something beyond an associate's degree, like with your bachelor's, like a, a lot of companies now don't want to work with you if you don't have a bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. And and it's difficult to get a teaching job too. Oh, and that's yeah. one thing yeah. that yes. always ask me is like, oh, cool. Do you teach? That's great. How do I do that? And the first thing mm-hmm. is you've got to have a bachelor's. And in a lot of programs, they won't accept you, if, especially if you want to be a program director or a program lead or a theory lead or a clinical lead, then you've yeah. got to have a master's. You have um, to have a master's. And I feel like every mm-hmm. every year that that bar gets higher and higher. I mean, we remember the days where you could graduate with an undergraduate degree and still get a pretty sick kick-ass job. And now yep. like you graduate with a degree and you're a hundred grand in debt and you still can't get a job working as a clerk at a bank. Like that, That's that true. level of education is going to consistently be getting higher and higher. Absolutely. Like the inflation, Absolutely. the inflation version of our dollar to our educational system. So if mm-hmm. you're not, if you're not moving forward, you're falling behind basically. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we need educators. Um, most dental hygiene educators have not received formal education training. Um, and there is a need. I think that there's really a scarcity, especially now with COVID, um, mm-hmm. when you're having to transition to an online environment. And the truth be told, Technology is not easy for everyone. That's overwhelming to some people. And, you know, I'm sure you guys follow the, the hygiene post. You have a lot of educators that are just leaving in droves. Um, yeah. So what does that mean for our profession moving forward? Yes. What does that mean for our profession moving forward? Um, so if you love your profession and you love teaching, try to do it in a different capacity because our, our profession is dependent upon you. Um, I never thought, I knew that I loved to teach. Um, and of course my passion is hygiene, but never ever did I think I was going to be a program director. That was never in my cards, um, but I'm here. So I accept things as they come by. All, is, you know, is this my end all be all? Absolutely not. That's just not even how I roll. Um, I feel like, 
every four to five years, it's like, you know, okay, something there's new. something, there's something mm-hmm. new and there's something, so something gonna, greater. I'm going to challenge people listening to this too. Mm-hmm. As a fellow educator, I'm not a program director or lead at any, at any level, but what I do think, and you said something that was quite valuable because I feel like I've witnessed this in my own institution. A lot of instructors at this point are either taking a step back or taking extra time off. Of course, COVID increases the concerns. And when we're around families and practices, we try and limit our exposure. Um, I think I would like to challenge those in charge of paying teachers and those in charge of setting salaries and those in charge of setting hours per course load to pay your teachers fairly. And I, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. make a joke all the time that I teach and I consider it my form of volunteer community service Yep. because I get paid under the standard of wage of a dental hygienist and everyone sees me teaching and yep. they're like, oh, that's so cool. I want to do what she does. You need to understand that I make more in 15 minutes in private practice than I make in one hour working at a dental hygiene school. So whoever is listening to this that has some form of impact, if you're concerned about the future of your program, I think you need to look within and look Mm -hmm. at the appreciation of your educators because the people that are teaching the future of your profession are A, not only educated, but B, have invested a lifetime in education and C, really do love what they do. So I think we need to hone in on that and Mm -hmm. incentivize that and then you won't lose your teachers. I agree. But I would like to add this. Don't feel like you have to have 25, 30 years of experience to be a program Mm -hmm. chair. I started as a part-time faculty member in 2015. I became program chair in May of 2020. I want you to let that sink in. Um, Being a program chair pulls on a different set of skills that have absolutely nothing to do with how you hold an instrument. And some of you have those skill sets to be an actual program chair. Let's take Emily Bogey, for example, who got pulled Mm -hmm. out of private practice. Okay, so, you know, don't feel like I think sometimes people are scared of education, like, oh, my gosh, what if I fail? And okay, life is about failure. So what? Do it again. Do it better next time. But you're always going to know more than the person sitting in that chair if you come prepared. Yeah, that's amazing. um, you know, I think that we definitely need to create spaces for people to learn how to be an educator. Um, you know, that is something that I'm also very passionate about. But um, education, and my father always said this, and, you know, it's maybe cliche, but education is something that someone can't take away from you. Mm-hmm. They cannot take it away from you. And and I think we need we need to rest on that because I think that's so important. Like if you yeah. I mean, that's the reason why, like if you can't pay your student loans, they can't repo your education like you will always carry that with you and you'll yeah. carry those letters after your name no matter what my, my you'll you'll carry you'll carry that information with you, which I think is just it's so poignant because what you're doing when you're you're walking through your education is you are investing in yourself yes. with time with, you know, tuition, with all of those things, we have to start removing those layers of like the issues with tuition, because that is investment in, in who you are. People pay money like that to go to a Tony Robbins event. So we, yes. we have to acknowledge that this is a part of, of what we're doing. And 
Dr. Joy, one of the things that I appreciate so much about you is that you are leading the charge in, in making education classy and helping people understand you, you do and helping people understand that when you make the active choice to invest in yourself, to add those letters after your name or whatever that looks like. And, and I mean, this is, we have to do a part two. I think we can all agree. We have to do a part two because <laughs> all of us are in, in alignment off with like current day events. We're still right, right, not right, right. in the like, past. <laughs> like I haven't even told tense. you, haven't told you about the eyelash extension. Nothing. I know. See, it's just, that is, like, oh just so God. much. She has so <laughs> much. I know. And that's, that's like, we have to do another part to we'll all of this, but I, I think Absolutely. the reality is like, if it, and, and really, because you're such a, a vivacious person and, Thank um, you. And you're so dynamic and obviously like you and I connected right away. When did we first meet, by the way? When was that? Was it DS World? I want to say DS World. So it's funny because I felt like I knew you, but I didn't know you. You know what I mean? That's (laughs) that's what Irene said. That's the weird thing about social media. It's like, yeah, I I know Irene, but I don't know Irene. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But Am that I is where we in real life. You, tell me what you think. You tell us the cooler truth. In is real I life. cooler in real life? Okay, she <laughs> is. But Katrina, we like actually had some really good conversation. Yeah, um, and yeah, we we did. we did. We really just connected, and you know, you called me a little pickle. <laughs> you are my little pickle, and I love that about <laughs> you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dr. Joy. Sorry. We, Dr. Joy, loved, you are amazing. Loved you having part two has long. to happen. There's so happen, much that needs to come up. Yes, for sure. It's unfortunately that time. But do you know what time it is? This is the part where I take over. Ready, Irene? No, I'm doing okay. it. I'm doing it. Is this is this tooth or dare? <gasps> she knows. <laughs> oh, you know. Yes, Dr. Joy. It is that time. It is the amazing time of the the tooth or dare because we are called the tooth or dare podcast for a reason. Okay. So Katrina and I are going to do a little rock, paper, scissors situation. And then you need to think about whether you would like to accept or dish out a tooth or a dare. So while Katrina and I set up for this very, very serious, uh, this test of our feet, of feet here, um, the rest of you need to follow us on Instagram. You can follow <laughs> me, Irene, at toothlift.irene. You can follow my bestie, Katrina, at the Dental Wine Genus. And of course, you can follow Dr. Joy at Dr. Joy RDH. Just no spaces, no periods, no, no nothing, no interruption. No interruption. The whole thing, the no education de- just streamlines <laughs> through. We need to share some love to our, our lovely Dr. Joy. So Katrina Thank and I, you. we're going to rock, paper, scissors. Are you ready to, you're going to, you're going to count us in. So you're going to do rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ready, girl? Okay. Let's do it. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. I lost. I did rock. She did paper and I'm a loser. Oh no. (laughs) Holy molar. All right, Dr. Joy, it's you and me, boo. What are we going to do? Are you accepting a tooth or a dare? Are you dishing a tooth or a dare? I'll accept. (gasps) But which one? If you accept a tooth, it gets told right now. And I must warn you that I am, I am the worst at tooths. And if you dish, if you accept a dare, you have to film it and put it up on social media. Um, let's do the tooth. A tooth? Mm-hmm. What do you think about the lecture selection process at RDH Under One Roof? Um, 
<laughs> I so from what I know, actually, that doesn't bother me. It really she, doesn't yeah. bother. Doctor Joy doesn't care. Dr. No, I really don't. She gets um, so <laughs> it's it's funny because I've had people come up to me and say, "Hey, you know, one of your um, lectures came through." And tell uh, you when one of your lectures came through. After the fact, yeah, they're like, one of your lectures came through. Of course, they're not telling me like, hey, I have your lecture, I'm going to vote. It's like once the process is all said and done and everybody's been so selected. Um, and it's it's weird because they're like, hey, I, I remember your name. And then they get to see me in person. Um, I think it's from what I know, it seems to be relatively um, fair. I, I think that we definitely need to maybe expand some of the topics outside of, of dentistry. Um, I would appreciate that. Um, you know, I can't say that any topic is boring because what interests me may not interest you and vice versa. But I definitely would like to see us come up out of, of dentistry a little bit and start exploring other things. Like, why shouldn't they have an eyelash extension course for dental hygienists? I mean, you have mm -hmm. to have a license in most states to be able to apply eyelash extension. Mm -hmm. So how awesome would it be have an eyelash extension course, right? Time. I'm just yeah. saying, but yeah, Put that was an easy one. It. That that was an easy one, Irene. All right, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to a very informative episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast. Dr. Joy, thank you so much for not only being a joy in real life, but being yes. a joy to all of us hygienists who aspire to do great things in dental hygiene. We appreciate you advocating for everyone. I mean, that's just, you're, you're amazing. You're an amazing human. Thank and you. I, and I hope I get to hang out with you in real life one day. Oh, absolutely. We'll have a blast. But thank you, Irene and Katrina. I think this is just so very important, especially now during COVID. Um, you are really, you know, helping to spread information, bring light to important topics. We get to have fun. You know, we, we're not really stuffy and prima donnas all the time like we we know how to have a good time just so 50 like thank of the you time. i'm like only a prima donna 50 percent of the time mm, yeah oh, right. okay 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 <laughs> okay all right everyone thanks right. again until next time peace out peeps and we're back on the flippity flip from the flippity flip, the flip like if you're drinking uh, a white, it, it's a little turn of events today. So I am drinking a red. I know this is um, so weird. Let's talk about this for a moment because you're laughing at me being at my office on a Saturday night at 9 p.m. drinking in my office with my dog. Um, how do we feel about patients bringing us wine? I love that journey for us. I encourage it. Is it is it allowed in uh, in the United States? Patients can. Um, is it frowned upon? So let me tell you the story. So I've, I've looked this up a few times because, you know, patients like to bring gifts around the holidays. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't normally accept them. Like I'm normally like, no, it's okay. Or I accept it and I share it with the team. Like I don't like smuggle it home and keep it to myself. So like one year someone gave me an Amazon gift card for 50 bucks and then we split it amongst ourselves at the office. So I was like, all right guys, everyone join me on my Amazon at lunch, like we're all gonna order something. And it was like, you know, trinkety things. Mm -hmm. um, so I had a patient who brought me a, a case of wine. What? Not just one bottle of wine, a case of wine. Okay. And, um, right, and um, they own a winery 
and they're mad mad ballin like I googled after they sent me this wine I googled and I'm not going to say the winery because then I'm breaking patient confidentiality because you could probably find out who the family is Mm -hmm. but they brought me a case of wine last week um and they said, I don't know if you like red or white. Let us know. This is red. We'll bring you a box of white uh, if you prefer white. Are you kidding me? And I was like, I actually do prefer white, but I'm, I like I'll put, red I'll put also. any I mean, white like, in I or like around to, my mouth. I like to work on all yes. of my blood cells, yes. the red ones and the white right. ones. So they brought me this, this bottle. Um, and it, it actually has the family name on it. And it's really delicious. Do you love it? I do. They brought me a box of their 2018 vintage, which I now know that that is a grape. Yes. Well, it's not just yeah, vi- vintage. Well, vintage it's is a little, a, it's a little bit of both. Vintage is a year. They they established it's a year yeah. of the grape. Yes. Yep. It is the birthday of the grape. Yes. The 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 word vintage is just a fancy name for the birthday of the grape. And it's been established that it's a vintage year for that grape. Right yes. for that grape, it was a f- it was like it was like your your champagne birthday. Like that's when you right. Turn twenty six and you're twenty six. Like that's, that's right. what a vintage means. It's like the champagne birthday of the grape. <laughs> Fancy <right>. word. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my champagne birthday because I'm born on the twenty sixth, and I went to a nightclub, and it was like fun, and we had a cake. Of and, course, you did. And it was it was it was fabulous. Remember the days of nightclubs? I I do. Um, that was that was ten years ago. My champagne birthday was ten years ago. Oh, jeez, Louise. Anywho, um, so so yeah, so that's that's what's happening in my in my office here as I make my way through my list. But that was a great episode with Dr. Joy. Isn't who has she inspired me to be a better human? I know, and and what I love about it is what she did was she taught us about grit and tenacity, and I think it's important for everybody listening because I I can't tell you how many times I get dental hygiene students who are single mothers or you know yeah. you have this dream for something bigger. And you're so weighed down by so much. And Dr. Joy yeah. is such a beacon for there's more out there. And you're, you're worthy of more. You can do, do this. I know. She's yeah. amazing. And I, I absolutely I kind of want to go back to school now and like. I want to get my PhD. Get a PhD. I know. I do too. I need to get a master's first though. I don't have a master's I'll degree. wait. And then you and I should do PhD together. There is a master's to PhD program. Where I could do both at the same time. Let's do that, Irene. But I already don't really have a I life. I challenge much, you. So. I don't have a life either. Are you kidding me? You at least <laughs> you've got your dog in your office. I'm sitting in a hotel. You have four room. of those dogs <laughs> and an office. What? How is this a competition? It's, no, it's not. not. It's not. But no. what I mean is, I hired a new hygienist. That that's uh, that's exciting news that we could we could finish this up and catch up with it on next week's wanna, episode because she's she's starting on Tuesday. What's she's her coming name? In for training on Tuesday. Her name is Jessica. Jessica. And she doesn't have social media. She does does she know who you are though? She has no freaking clue Stop, she who doesn't. she's working for. Wait, wait, no. wait. We should pull her on for one she, of our intro she, outros. She has no clue who, who who she's working for. When she submitted her resume, she her resume was in font Comic Sans. Oh no. So now her office nickname is Comic Sans, <laughs> but her personality is also very Comic Sans. That's good. Like she's so good for yeah, her. Yeah, she's got more energy than I do. So yeah, so it's it's super funny. She's gonna come in on Tuesday and uh, We sh- we she, need to do an initiation she, for her. 
what what do we? I don't know. We need to figure something out. Streak streak the streets. Yeah, we can make her do. I don't know. Make her throw (laughs) alginate in people's faces or something. I don't know. Like wet alginate. She's just throwing like. Pods of wet algae people. Oh no! Oh no! We're gonna yeah, have to figure so, something so out. That's amazing. We'll, we'll, welcome we'll Jessica touch base to the crew. next week. Yes. Yeah. Welcome Jessica. She's probably never gonna hear this. She doesn't have Facebook. She doesn't have Instagram. Oh no! She's nothing. Um, I I know. Oh no! But also like Bravo for I know, her. I know. That's that must I, be so freeing. <laughs> so she applied and she's got a great resume. And no wonder she has a great resume. She's had a lot of spare time to accomplish totally. lots of things. Because she she's not have to check her Instagram 40 times Instagram. a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, so that will oh. we'll, we'll remind me next week to tell you how her first day I can't went. wait. She's super excited. She's never used a ProfiJet before. So I'm excited to give her a little tutorial on how to use the ProfiJet. Um, so, yeah. So stay tuned for that. And make sure that you guys listen to part one and part two. I'm going to be registered. I, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. I'm on the registration page right yeah. now. So I will be registering and I will be there live on January 19th from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, yes. So that's my time. And I'll be at the office. So I'll probably be in the same spot drinking the same box of wine that someone gave oh, me. Oh, and you know what? Office. I think anybody yeah. who's listening who also is enrolling, take a selfie yes. of yourself watching the program. Oh. How and cute would that tag be? us because I want to see Yay. I want to see your faces like I'm so tired of this COVID baloney so tag yourself or I'm sorry post yourself and tag us so that we can yes. see that you are um, joining us Aww. on this amazing CE adventure. That would be fun. Yes, that would really, let's do it. Really I'm gonna post cool. a selfie of myself okay. drinking wine, watching awesome. it. Awesome, perfect. You bet, peeps. I will see you there. Um, thank you again, Dr. Joy. Thanks to our friends at DS. And we will see you next week. Until next time, peace out, peeps. Cheers. No, I can't because your makeup is so thick. But you're you're so you're the most beautiful human I've ever seen in the whole wide world. Even when I do this face. Yeah, I know. You're even prettier when you do that. And I love that for you. I look like a blowfish. You're pretty. I am the Canadian hootie and the blowfish. Oh, no, get the blowfish. Hold oh my, my gosh. Did I say that? Yeah. So let's go back and just do the whole Fuck. section again. <clears throat> okay. I don't know what damn pieces I watch anymore. I, I, I turn on my thing and I watch all the things. And I go into Clubhouse too. It's my new thing. I have a yes, question. Ma'am. What's your question? You know, I'll do anything for both of you. What are we talking about? We don't know. Okay. Tell me about your birth. Like, let's just start from the beginning. So it all started when I was a little girl swimming in my daddy's sack. No. Oh, oh, no. Please edit that out. (laughs) Edit that out. Be impressed by me. Do you know um, any of our prime ministers, Katrina? Let's let's wanna let's go. Let's throw down. Um I think that there's like um Jorge (laughs) Gonzalez is one. Queen right. Mary is another. All right, continue, continue. Sorry, so one of your colleagues got to see Consuelo the Lopez. The <laughs> my, my peace out was so extra. <coughs> Yours was extra. Mine was like, cheers. Mine was like cheers. the decline. Cheers. This is my first time drinking wine in weeks. 
We should say I have hives all over my body again this morning. I don't like your hives. Like, like they're literally I everywhere. Don't, I don't know I, if you can see them. Irene, I want I, I want like your hives to covered. Why? Covered my legs, and now they're turning into bruises. I'm irritated so by the that. hives are turning into. I don't bruises. like that. I'm having some blood work done next week, so we'll see. Um, I don't know.